and welcome to the conversation. Mini. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Cameron Regal. And I know I said I wasn't going to do an episode about the new Rare Racers pins. I said this back in July. I said it on the air. I said, ah, we're not, not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Ah, that's silly to do uh, even a mini episode about two pins. But, of course, I really did want to talk about them, and I was lying to myself. It's my podcast, so who's going to stop me? And I'm also suffering from my annual bout of August burnouts, which, at least this year, doesn't come with the severe anxiety and or depression that my previous couple of August burnouts have been paired with. So, you know, I needed to schedule a mini episode to kind of regroup and recharge my batteries a little bit. So that's what this is. Get get it? Racers? Burnout? <laughs> but yeah, Cameron, I'm so burned <laughs> out. Did you catch the last episode when I called New Donk City Big Ape City? Did you catch that? No, actually. Yeah, I said it. That's how burned out I am. I'm making rookie mistakes like that. So, clearly I need a break. No, well, at least you're not making ratly mistakes. I I feel like a video game developer now. I'm I'm stretching myself too thin, working late hours, and making all sorts of stupid mistakes. But, anyway, that's what this episode is. We will be back to our full length next week, but... Hey, back in July, Cameron, Fangamer gave us two new Rare Racers pins. And, of course, anything new in the world of Diddy Kong Racing requires DK Vine to stop in our tracks and kind of just navel-gaze a little bit. So, as I've already mentioned, uh, Conker and Whizpig are the two pins that they released. Accompanying Banjo and Timber from uh, late last year when they released the first wave of Rare Racers products. And, uh, yeah, I got a couple points I want to hit. And I feel like these are important, pertinent points if you're a weirdo like us. So, this is the very first time in history we've ever had solo Conquer merchandise under a Diddy Kong Racing banner, because I realize this isn't marketed under Diddy Kong Racing for legal reasons, but it's still ostensibly a Diddy Kong Racing product. And uh, so so along with the shirt that we discussed back in April, the Rare Racer shirt they, they released with Banjo and Conker on it, it's also another direct connection between the Diddy Kong Racing debut of Conker and his later appearance in Conker's Bad Fur Day. And uh, that's mostly in the fact that he's wearing his Bad Fur Day getup on the pin, just as he was on the shirt. But also, if you flip the packaging around, uh, the, the pin packaging, they use the Live and Reloaded era Conker logo, uh, which, which is another direct correlation between the M-rated Conker and the Diddy Kong Racing Conker, who's, you know, historically only correlated with Conker's Pocket Tails Conker. So it, it's a huge 
kind of bridge between the two eras of Conquer. Even if it's just in silly little merchandise, it's still really cool to see. Especially, you know, when Chris Seaver tries to downplay anything Conquer did before Bad Fur Day. And, and then we get this affirmation from Fangamer. It's really cool to see. It is this, like, interesting, like, like meshing of Conquer's, like, different identities together. I still occasionally forget, like, oh, yeah, that Conqueror logo didn't exist, and that, like, stylized Conqueror logo didn't exist until Live and Reloaded. But yeah. now it's just, it's the Conqueror standard branding for everything. It is, and it's interesting because, you know, they, they put Banjo-Kazooie, the Banjo-Kazooie logo on the back of Banjo's pin, and I I was like, are they going to put the Conquer Bad Fur Day logo on the back of the Rare Racers Conquer pin? Uh, so that was the first thing I had to check when I got it in in the mail. And no, it it's just the it, it's the Conquer Live and Reloaded Conquer, but they also use this for Project Spark, you know, big reunion. So it just it just become the the Conquer logo, just like you know, Banjo Kazooie has the very clear iconography. Donkey Kong has the iconography. It, so it was just it just took Conquer a while to settle on something. Similarly, um, this coupled with the shirt, um, I think it is safe to say that Bad Fur Day Conquer, specifically N sixty four Bad Fur Day Conquer, is just the the brand standard Conquer f- for the foreseeable future. Yeah, as we've we've discussed. Uh, Dustin and I really went on a, a tear about it when we did our deal of the art episode on Conker, but Conker has creepy hands when they don't have gloves covering them. This, so <laughs> I was just about to say, like, I'm thankful this pin doesn't have um, OG Conker's like weird geriatric old man hands. <laughs> right, I I do have a lot of nostalgia for that Conker, but. I I will I will come clean that Bad Fur Day Conquer is the best designed Conquer, so let's just go with that. It's it's a cute design for Conquer. I just I I'm too aware of the the artifacts in it. Yeah, I've stared into the abyss too long. <laughs> yeah, once you see it, you can't unsee it, and it's forever ruined for you. So I mean, and plus, like I said, I I do really love and appreciate that they're marrying the two eras of Conquer. So even though it's a historical, even though it's not accurate to how he had appeared in Diddy Kong Racing, it's fine. Uh, and yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy to have conquer Diddy Kong Racing merchandise in 2022. I mean, like, like I said, it's the first time we've ever had any conquer merchandise in relation to this game. So, hot hell. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like several layers of things I didn't think we would ever see granted a little bit muted after he appeared on the, the recent t-shirt but yeah. because even when, even in the brief window of time when like when, you know, rare R- was still um, not yet purchased by Microsoft, but they had already started to downplay Diddy Kong racings happening due to bad fur day. Um, right. Like even at that point, it seemed like well, Conker's just persona non grata. He he basically didn't didn't appear for all intents and purposes in Diddy Kong Racing from here on out. Yeah, and occasionally, like I the the most we got was that live and reloaded interview with Conker, where he he talked about he debuted in Diddy Kong Racing and then uh, planted the seed of Bumper being in jail. Right, right, <laughs> which has just 
been a gift that kept on giving throughout the years. Just this in, increasingly convoluted lore of Bumper being imprisoned and uh, and the reasons why. But uh, yeah, it, it's great to see. I'm all about you know reveling in the entire history of Conquer. I respect Chris Siever's opinions, of course, but it's more fun to have what came before Bad Fur Day. It's more fun to have Conquer before he broke bad, essentially. So, um, anyway, and uh, I'm really hoping this might open the door to some Pocket tail stuff down the line. Like, I'm, I'm not, I, I know, Conquer's Pocket tail stuff wouldn't really fly off fan gamers metaphorical shelves but you know if we could get something evil acorn eventually <laughs> i just just as like a bonus pin somewhere i i would just that we would stop everything and do a conversation about that for sure but uh yeah i i i'm i'm very happy i mean, obviously conquer is an obvious choice just like banjo was an obvious choice it's maybe not the most exciting choice if you're a diddy kong racing diehard and you want these characters dusted off and it's like oh banjo and conquer whatever it's, but it it's funny in the back of my head i was thinking well they might do more rare racers pins but i wasn't exec- expecting these two characters specifically but i wonder why i wasn't expecting these two specifically to be next because yeah they're the ones to do it's the the other crossover character and the main villain well, I wasn't expecting the main villain for sure. Uh, th- that, that took me off guard probably because the main villain is usually a giant and he doesn't race in a traditional uh, cart, plane, or hovercraft. I guess if I like had to go back, I would have, I would have thought the next two would be maybe like a pair of Conker and Pipsy. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, you can go back and listen to the Rare Racers episode we, we initially did and, you know, see what our predictions were for what came next. But I don't think I had Whizpig in, in my, uh, in my list. And, uh, yeah, Whizpig. So here is the fun facts about the Whizpig pin. Uh, this is the second piece of official Whizpig merchandise after the Toy Biz action figure from 1999. Of course, you know, Diddy Kong Racing had three action figures in 1999 that was a companion line to the Mario Kart 64 action figures from Toy Biz. And we got Diddy Kong in his plane. We got Banjo in his cart or car. And we got Whizpig on his crotch rocket. And, uh... So th- this is the second piece of official Wiz- Wizpig merchandise we've ever had. And it's also him on his crotch rocket. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, um, cor- correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, Heil, but does this mean um, like uh, Wizpig has retaken his lead over K. Rule for um, uh, wide release U.S. merchandise? And by that, I mean by one. Yeah, yeah. In, in Japan, <laughs> K. Rool has more merchandise, both of the cartoon and also uh, from from the games. I mean, Japan had way more merchandise than we ever did for Donkey Kong Country. Like I, I, I feel like here it's just the the amiibo for K. Rool. Yeah, like if we're discounting things he might have appeared in, like uh, those those card zillion cards from Bandai or whatever. If it's just like th- things that would be very obtainable to just go in a store and get or order online in a yeah. number, like like I wouldn't count like 
say if there was like a K rule you could get in the cereal box. Right. Yeah. I I mean we're we're just if we're just bluntly saying like wide release stuff, then yeah, it's the K rule amiibo. K rule finally got neck and neck with Wizpig because Wizpig had a full on action figure in 1999 but now Wizpig's in the lead again which i feel like is appropriate considering Wizpig should be better at racing than k rule k rule only races when he has uh bongo jets uh around his waist so <laughs> uh, he can, or if you give him a pegboard <laughs> i mean yeah but uh yeah so Wizpig, uh th- th- this is a great rendition of Wizpig. can i just say um I I love how he looks just like a a shit-eating bastard. I think it's my single favorite image of Wizpig. It's so characterful. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I love that the missile he's riding has the little uh, jet flames coming out the back, too. Just just a wonderful touch. And uh, for, for those wondering what, you know, I mentioned the Conquer logo on the back of his pin packaging. Uh, the the back of both Timber and Wizpig, because they don't have a, for from a certain point of view, a spinoff series to marry the pin to. Um, what, what are they married to? Well, it just bluntly says Rareware, where there would be a logo. Um, but, uh, and that's the same as it is for Timber. But yeah, uh... Just, just fantastic to have Wizpig merchandise. Even, even the rare Twitter account, which often doesn't uh, wade in these waters, made a joke that yes, it's Wizpig merchandise in 2022. So, <laughs> when pigs fly, <laughs> Cameron, here, here we go again. How great is it that we have Fan Gamer in our corner? And, and, but, but when I say our corner, I mean the DKU. Freaks corner. Uh, I, I, I like once again. I have I have to point out, Fan Gamer is not paying us to endorse them. I just have to let myself swell up with giddiness because no, the, my credit card statements paint a very different story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one funneling Fan Gamer money at this point. You know, I, I I've long wanted for DKU merchandise, and then finally. Finally, in the last decade, we started to get Banjo-Kazooie and Conquer merchandise, uh, along with some other stuff. You know, obviously, Sea of Thieves has had merchandise supporting it from the get-go. We've had ukulele stuff as well. But as far as, like, vintage DKU properties, it's been a long time coming. And a lot of people have the license to make official rare merchandise nowadays. But usually when they do it. They will go for the heavy hitters. They will go for Banjo, Kazooie, Conker, maybe some of the higher tier supporting characters for Banjo, Kazooie. But oh my god, Fangamer is giving us some deep cuts. I mean, the kind of characters that I feel like Mario and Pokemon fans may be able to find in stores and take for granted that, oh yeah, of course we're going to have merchandise for this character because we are fed well as Mario and Pokemon fans. But for us starving DKU fanatics, we have had to go a long time to be recognized. And yes, Timber and Wizpig may loom large in the annals of DK Vine and DKU fandom, but they're outrageously obscure characters in 2022. 
we we've done multiple podcasts now on how Diddy Kong Racing has kind of fallen into obscurity just based on the the legal issues surrounding it and the entire generations have come and gone now without ever playing it and yet Fangamer is giving us new merchandise for it. They found a way to license and market Diddy Kong Racing properties. And given that Diddy Kong Racing is really the heart of our fandom, I still can't articulate fully what it means to have that back. To, to have that small piece of it given back to us. Even if it is, you know, for, for merchandise we have to buy, you know, it's, it's still just, uh, it, it actually makes me a little bit emotional. Because how much Diddy Kong Racing means to me and, and to have new product and to have it recognized and celebrated in such a loving way. Um, I, I, I like the, the fact that Fangamer went out of their way to find a way <laughs> to bring Diddy Kong Racing back, given all of the hassles that must have entailed to the, to pitch it and say, we want to do this youth. Is it okay? And then to get green light and oh my God. I mean, the, the amount of dedication that it must have taken for them to pull this off. I, I want them to know how appreciated it is. It really is. For sure. And I, I appreciate in general how fan gamers taken these big swings with rare IP because I feel like the, the safe route would be to, you know, to trip quadruple down on Banjo Kazooie, all Banjo Kazooie, all the time. Yeah, but for sure. uh, now they've dipped their toe. They've dipped into Conquer a bunch. Um, they went with Perfect Dark, Diddy Kong Racing, and one I never expected, but greatly appreciate Blast Core. Yeah, and I think I I should mention just full disclosure, Cameron, you have actual official Blast Core art that was uh distributed via Fangamer. Um you're one of their uh, art artist cards that you that people randomly get in, in their packaging and I just so happened to get them with my rare racers pins. Yeah, I'm I'm still very giddy about that. Um yeah, if you've ordered anything um, from Fangamer over the summer, you might have seen that pop up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was planned that I got your card, if they saw... Because I have DK Vine on my mailing address, so, you know, it, it's possible. They were like, oh, make sure he, they get Cameron's card. Yeah, I'm never I'm never 100% sure um, if they kind of... If they sometimes look at, like, hmm, this person ordered, like, four rare things. Maybe we should throw in a rare sticker or <laughs> right. a rare art card. Right. Sometimes I have specifically asked in the in the shipping notes, and they've obliged, which is above and beyond the Call of Duty. Call of Duty is, is a is a well-represented franchise, and, and Diddy Kong Racing is not. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, actually, I have to correct myself really quick. I said Mario fans have it really good, but... Honestly, I feel like getting WizPig merchandise in 2022, that would be the equivalent of having new Wart merchandise in 2022. And I don't see any Wart from off of Super Mario Bros. 2 product on the shelves anywhere. So, it, it, in a way, we have one up on Mario now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, 
I, I feel like with Mario, they you you do get an abundance of like baddies. Here's all these Mario characters in plush form, but they're all from relatively contemporary games. You, you're not going to get something that's a throwback vestige. The thing I always think of when it comes to the state of Mario merchandise is um, how uh, several years ago now, Jack Specific partnered with the Nintendo to license like a bunch of like a bulk of Nintendo IP for their World of Nintendo toy line. Yeah. And slowly over the years, World of Nintendo just kind of became a Mario toy line. It did. They rebranded it to just Mario, yeah. And the Mario toy line has kind of, it seemed, wound down to, well, here, here, here's Fire Mario, here's Ice Mario, here's... Here, here's Mario in different colors again. It's the Batman Returns of video game license because, you know, Batman Returns, that action figure line, had, like, Batman in all sorts of different colors. Like, here's Arctic Blast Batman. Is that a Mountain Dew flavor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, at least for Mario, it makes sense, but it did kind of... I, I always think back to like, oh, we got so close that had DK and Diddy in it, and like, yeah, they had a, a small line with Dixie and Cranky. If they only kept going, I know. And we only got that Dixie and Cranky because Tropical Freeze coincided with it. So it, we, we had a brief window where we could get merchandise, and we never got the full Dixie action figure. Uh, at least I already have a Cranky action figure from also 1999, but um. Yep, yeah, still still waiting on that Dixie one. Anyway, really really quick, uh, before we get into the section of the mini where we blindly speculate about what we might see next from Rare Racers, I want to laud Fangamer one more time. And this time, as far as their customer service goes, because when it was delivered, my great mighty poo plush was missing. It was not in the package it was supposed to be in. And I don't want to accuse any United Parcel Service employee of being a ne'er-do-well and end up sconding with it because they work hard. And I don't think any warehouse worker or driver would necessarily want to steal a talking poo from me. <laughs> that, that, is, uh, that is weird contraband. So... Something went wrong along the way, though. Um, it might have been just as simple as the package was busted open, the poo fell out, fell off the truck. I don't know. They retaped it, but um, anyway, I didn't have my great mighty poo, which, as you might imagine, Cameron, was devastating for me. So I reached out to Fangamer, and, uh, you know, I was just taking a s- swing in the dark, and... They responded immediately. They apologized. They didn't even need to apologize. And they immediately replaced it. And I think I got it like two days later. It just, it just, it was just expressed to me. And uh, they didn't have to do that, you know? Um, but they did it. And that just blew me away. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, just to compare, um, a very expensive tie-in vinyl from another video game merchandise company that I will not mention by name was shipped to me. 
in a basic form-fitting cardboard mailer without any protection or padding. And surprise, surprise, it arrived badly damaged. I mean, not, not just damaged, it was mangled. Um, and I reached out to them. I was like, uh, hey, uh, this, this was sent to me without any protection. And they refused to do anything about it because I didn't pay for insurance on it, which I didn't realize putting bubble wrap inside of a box was considered premium, premium insurance. But that sucked because the whole reason I ordered this vinyl, because I'm not a vinyl guy, Cameron. I, I love music. I'm a music aficionado, but I, I'm not on the vinyl train. It's just, it's just impractical. It's, you know, it's, it, I will freely admit that whenever I, buy video game vinyl it's because vinyl is a format that has a cover that's gigantic (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and the only reason i ordered this was because it had an inbound storybook uh really like lavish uh like book vinyl combo and it cost three figures and i wouldn't ordinarily drop that on like something i wouldn't even use for its intended purpose but i bought it for the storybook because it was gorgeous and i wanted it as an official piece of tie-in media and not only did they not care when they shipped it they said it was my fault so uh they are two bits and it really made me appreciate fan gamer all the more um not gonna ever do business with that company again but it just made me really like a double down on how much i think of fan gamer and how cool it is to not only have a respectable organization handling such high quality creative merchandise but just giving us the products that are tailor-made for our fandom there's no way to say it without sounding like i'm on the take for fan gamer but it sucks (laughs) um they Like, not only have I had nothing but a good customer experience with them, they're also just, their relative quality, like, like, and this is not me disparaging other retailers, but, like, any compar- compar- comparative merchandise, like, that fam- fan gamers, like, weighted in the same waters as other, like, mass, um merchandise companies like pins uh shirts albums fan gamers is always the best uh, yeah the, their shirts are always the most comfortable and hold up the most with repeat washes um their pin designs tend to be the tend to be the ones i like the best um and well enough said about their vinyl um yeah, there's there's a very evidently a lot of consideration into like their manufacturing process and um definitely in their design because you can I mean it speaks for itself you can tell they on the page for every single item in their catalog they credit who designed it and it's usually either somebody on permanent staff at Fangamer or a um, very reputable freelance artist that they've done repeat business with. Yeah. And, and that, like, eye for design really comes through in all the product because a lot of these merch companies will just slap, like, something 
on a shirt, like a logo or, or just bare minimum. And, and Fangamer gives you merchandise that you're excited about that you wouldn't have considered before you saw it. And then you're like, I've got to have that. Aside from like the plushes where that's just stuff I've always wanted. And it's just, yeah, just give me that character in a plush and I'm happy. But even those are just designed so well and and they have like a little spark behind them that is kind of above the ordinary above the bog standard so yeah i mean it it's it's just really cool and i've really grown like i've I've obviously been a fan of fan gamer ever since they released that simian sidekick shirt and and we had them on the uh the conversation that was like before they were making these official deals with the studios and now they're releasing official merchandise that is just as fun as that diddy kong shirt was that unlicensed diddy kong shirt was back in the day yeah incidentally it's my pants still still not uh still still not done yet still still can get those in there so cameron where does the rare racers line go now because i i don't know i don't know if this is it for the pins I hope it isn't because I'm I'm hoping we get at least one more wave for the pins because I feel like Pipsy is a must. I feel like it's not complete without Pipsy and maybe Tip Top could serve as not not the big anchor character because obviously Tip Top is not up there with Banjo or Conker, but as a Banjo Kazooie character, a supporting character, maybe you could throw Tip Top in there. You know, and say, ah, hey, if you, you know, there's Tip Top and here's Pipsy, the uh, the Diddy Kong Racing exclusive character. Maybe you could do that for the next wave. I don't know. Yeah. And even like if they end up putting like, like I, I hate to say this, lower tier characters um, in a in a in a set, they can like counterbalance it well with. Like, we got pack-in accessories with every single Rare Racers release they've done so far. Yes. Like, so just, like, put something, extra- pair something extravagant with them. We got uh, the yellow balloon with Timber. We got the red balloon with Banjo. With Conker, we got the rainbow balloon, which is fun. And with Wispig, mm-hmm. we got the golden balloon, the prized golden balloon, which says to me they're not going to do a Taj pin <laughs> anytime soon but um that's that leaves a blue balloon we, we haven't gotten the blue balloon yet we get we have the green balloon but also we haven't gotten the disco ball balloon from adventure 2 that replaced the golden balloons so there's still balloons on the table i'm just letting fan gamer know <laughs> that our balloon collection isn't complete um we we don't have any characters that have appeared in a hovercraft yet. Yeah, I'm kind of curious how they'd execute that in pin form because the a big like marketed gimmick with the non Whizpig pins was that they all have a spinny part. Yeah. But rendered from the side, you can't really do that with the with a hovercraft. I I mean I would be fine with a non-spinny part like that's that's oh, not me a too different. yeah it was surprising they didn't put Conker in the hovercraft because Conker was always paired with the hovercraft in promotional renders and in fact on that shirt they released back in April Conker was in a hovercraft so yeah I I think we even have a render of Conker in the in the car but not the plane 
Like, that's yes, the only so, one I'm accounted for. Now, granted, that's a fun pairing to have Conquer into playing. I'm not complaining because it, it's fun to see. You know, it's completely legitimate. Yeah. Conquer can fly a plane. But, yeah, it's it's surprising. So, you know, I would be fine with Tip Top in a hovercraft. Um, Pipsy in a hovercraft, sure. Uh, but I, I do hope we get the hovercraft in there. Now, as far as accessories that aren't balloons... Uh, maybe they could package in individual weapons you get from the balloons. Now, bananas might be dodgy because of the clear association with Diddy Kong. And you couldn't really use silver coins because of the N64 logo. So uh, I guess yeah. maybe you could use the silver coins with the rare logo on it from Diddy Kong Racing DS. Which would be like a maybe a weird kind of stealth DK sixty four merch <laughs> double right. as well. Well, they they do do stealth merch because we have the wireframe rare logo. They just released the backpack with the wireframe rare logo, and of course, the only time there was ever a wireframe rare wear logo in any of the games was Donkey Kong Country one and two. So that's stealth Donkey Kong Country merchandise that rare and fan gamer can market and promote you know so yeah let's let's get the let's get the rareware coin from Donkey Kong 64 i.e the ones from diddy kong racing ds i'd be all about that and, and they are including accessories with their new pinverse line they they've started this new line of pins called pinverse which is is more like a uh, gotta collect them all kind of uh, they're they're labeled as action pins, and they've they've got like uh, a holofoil card and stickers inside. But you also get an accessory, a, a bonus accessory. Banjo Kazooie was the the first DKU one they've released, and that comes with a jiggy. Yeah, and they've also introduced like like backers now to put up, like they're clearly doing a like a gotta catch them all kind of thing with their pins now, which is leading to some interesting. Um, flourishes with them. Uh, this Banjo and Kazooie pin looks wonderful. I really love these renditions of the characters. Um, yeah, the artist I I think is a, a JMV. He always always love his stuff, and this is no exception. Yeah, and and like I I did buy the Pinverse Banjo Kazooie one, and what I I they've really gotten me with the pins somehow. I I don't know. I like, don't even know how. I don't like. I had no. No pins whatsoever before Fangamer started doing these. I think they released a couple of cool ones, a cool DKU ones, and I'm like, oh, that would be cool to have. And then it went when the Rare Racers stuff hit, it just exploded in my psyche. And I was then I like quickly like had to go back and get some of the Conquerors Bad Fur Day ones, like with Greg and Birdie and I had a I had a realization in fact because I bought one of those um the um the pinverse backers um yeah. uh because i realized like well i bought all these pins for like a decade now and i'd never do anything with them they just sit there um so i'm like i'll buy one of these uh they call them uh, pinventory mm-hmm. boards they're like 8x10 foam and i'm like well, you know, I probably don't have enough rare pins to fill out an entire one of these, but I'm sure, like, with the ones I've got from, like, E3 that are, like, general Microsoft pins or pins I've gotten from non-DKU stuff, like, I, like I've like i got a, a Metal Slug pin, um, like, a, an old Ace Attorney pin from before Fangamer did licensed stuff. 
Like, I'm sure I can fill it out. And then I get one of these and I realize, oh, I don't even have enough room on this for just my rare pins. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I did break down and order one of the Pinventory boards earlier this week, in fact, because so I, I haven't even been opening my pins. They've been in their packaging because the packaging is kind of a mini work of art in and of itself. And I was going to display them just in their packaging, but I quickly ran out of room. Like art, like the DK Vine office is in shambles right now because I just have merchandise. I have nowhere to display. So I was like, well, this, this will give me kind of the, um, the invitation from Fangamer themselves that it's okay to open these and it's okay to display them. But now I'm thinking like, it would be fun if they would like license like these pin boards for particular games. Like you could have spiral mountain or you could have, Oh my God, like Taj's meadow from Diddy Kong racing under the rare racers line. And and that would be fun. And then you could have just like full on DKU board, like backing boards for your pins. Um, which would be fun with all the little characters, you know, but anyway, yeah, so it's weird. It's weird how they got me with pins of all things. I had no interest ever, any interest in pins. And yeah, maybe it was going to E3 in 2015 when Rare had their new logo unveiling and those, that, that new Rare logo pin became like the hottest sought thing freebie get at that e3 and that just kind of planted the seed that has sprouted into this crippling obsession now with uh with rare racers i have so many sea of thieves skulls (laughs) yeah (laughs) and not even the same ones (laughs) no i have a sea of thieves skull from every year and uh and then i also have like the the beta sea of thieves skull from they, they gave me when i went to rare and I'm just like, this doesn't even look like anything now. Like this, <laughs> nobody knows what this is. This isn't even the skull they went with. Okay, so as we wrap things up, Cameron, once again, I'm going to put this out into the universe, hoping it w- it will find its its way into reality. Rare Racers plushes are a must, right? Um, we've gotten a wide assortment of DKU plushes and they all, you know, they, they all complement each other. Even Yuka and Laylee just, just blend effortlessly with your Banjo and Kazooie, your Conker, your Gruntilda, your, your Great Mighty yeah. Pooh, your Jinjos and the Jinjinator. Uh, Timber is a must in plush. I, I would, would adore a Timber plush. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there. Like, I'd love a plush of just about any Diddy Kong racing character. Yeah. But um, lately, uh, Fangamer has also explored um, talking plushes, specifically in the Conquer line with yeah. um, with Conquer and the Great Mighty Pooh. Um, I would love a talking TT plush. <laughs> right. That Don't I, even have to record new lines. Just cycle through all of his dialogue, and it will be the single most adorable thing I own. Right. TT is endlessly quotable. Not just quotable, but anything that has the cadence of a Diddy Kong racing track is fun to say in TT's voice. Right? Like, how many times are we playing Sea of Thieves, and we go, we, we say an island out loud, and one of us will just say it in TT's voice, because it works. So... <laughs> Uh, also like a TT alarm clock. We might've already put these ideas out there when this, this 
all started, but still good ideas. And now that we've kind of cleared the way a little bit more, now that we've had a Rare Racers t-shirt, it's like, yeah, we, we kind of know they're, they will do more stuff. And I guess the line is lucrative enough that they've continued. It, it hasn't, it just didn't die with Timber and Banjo. Uh, they've, they followed up on it. So keep supporting it and hopefully they will keep making new Rare Racers merchandise. Is there anything else you want to say that maybe doesn't sound like naked shilling on our part? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, do you want to hit take bets on uh, whether or not we get... Uh, t- what, do, what do you think we'll get first? TT merchandise on Fangamer or TT and Sea of Thieves? Oh, Fangamer for sure. <laughs> Rare stopped taking my <laughs> calls a long time ago. <laughs> this has been a File 2 production. Terrico.